welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, tools to help you with everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McKenna, the owner of Men and Women Home Care, and today we're talking about the top warning signs when a parent needs help. Welcome everybody to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McAniff. I'm here with Janet. And today in episode seven, we're going to be talking about the top warning signs to look for that your parent might need help. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to go out and run and get private home care, but that means that you might need to start looking at uh, whatever those options are from checking in on mom more often to nursing home. They can range the gamut. So, Janet, Let's just hop right into it. And one of the things that we see often in private home care when people call us up at the beginning stages, it revolves around food. And usually it's spoiled food, but there's also not enough food in the home, meaning that somebody's just eating microwaved, very salty meals three times a day. But also we'll get a lot of spoiled food where Uh, just an overwhelming amount of of spoiled food in the refrigerator or the freezer or the cabinet. So what's your experience with that, Janet? Well, I think this is a good indicator. And um, just with this example, like every other example, what we're looking for is what varies from what was their norm. I mean, if someone didn't pay attention and had expired milk and you'd have to often remind them, well, that's not something that's any different. But if you have a, um, a loved one that is traditionally, you know, on top of when they bought things and throw them out before they're spoiled and you suddenly see that there's um, something in the fridge with mold on it or, um, you know, an, an odor to things, um, you know, that, that can be a flag that, that you need to look at. Um, of course, it depends on what what the season of the year is, too. This time of year, it could be a matter of um, they could have lost power in, in a snowstorm and the fridge went out and it spoiled, or in the summer they left something out in the heat and it spoiled. So you have to, you don't want to like get crazy about it, but just an idea that if things seem different, that suddenly things are going bad and they didn't before, or in the case of no food at all. Is it a matter of um, something has changed in their way of thinking? Is it something that a neighbor usually takes them shopping and didn't? Or they just said, oh, I wasn't hungry. And that can lead to a whole different conversation. But food is a, a nice, simple way of you open the fridge to get out some milk to have a cup of tea with your mom, and you notice things don't seem right. So depending upon your relationship, you can have a conversation, say, Mom, do we need to do some shopping? Is there something I can do to help? And, you know, see where it goes from there. Yeah, and, and spoiled food can be a, uh, a, di- a symptom of dementia, while at the same time not having enough food can be the same, a symptom of the same exact thing. While not having enough food might be a symptom of somebody no longer having the dexterity to get in the cabinets or to be able to make their own meals so they go without and they just get microwavable meals. So it doesn't necessarily mean one thing or another. It just means that there might need to be a little uh, more assistance in the home. And that all that might be is just a family member going over there and buying groceries on a weekly basis. Too. Yeah, and a lot of times there, there are a lot of products out there that just aren't user-friendly to open. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I fight open in the cereal box without ripping it myself. But, you know, you can have that kind of thing. And it could also be something as simple as they weren't feeling well or maybe there's dental issues and they're not eating like they usually do so it's not necessarily oh my gosh mom has dementia yeah 
it, it can be something, you know, it's like going on WebMD and everybody's dying with uh, the latest diagnosis. So, so it doesn't necessarily mean that the worst is occurring if you see these things. It exactly. just means a little help is needed. So jumping into the next one, which is a big one, is, is mobility, walking, and balance. And somebody is having issues with those types of things. And we'll just keep the same format, Janet. What do you think about that? Well, I think with mobility, the the best way to kind of notice some of that is if someone is, um, you know, there's this magical power that a lot of our parents and grandparents have that when we see them, they can do wonderful things and stand up straight and everything. But then, you know, you peek around the corner and they're holding on to the edge of the counter. They're moving slowly. They're shuffling their feet. Um, you know, things, things like that, or you notice there are things that could be in the way and they used to keep a really neat house. So if they're unsteady, by definition, they're a fall risk and you want to see just what's going on. Absolutely. And just to ensure that they're as safe as possible. And there are plenty of articles out there and we've spoken on it in past podcasts of just because somebody's having difficulty with balance and mobility, there might be some simple steps that need to be taken with grab bars, non-stick mats on the floors, and taking up rugs that are easy to trip over. Yeah, it could be that their eyeglasses, their prescription is a problem. They could have an inner ear infection, and your ears really affect your balance. So it could be a variety of things. Absolutely. And the next one we're going to talk about is forgetfulness. Now, this obviously... Uh, can happen with age and anybody can be confused to forget fullness from time to time. But with your experience, especially with dementia and the overwhelming experience that you have, maybe you can speak about for a minute the difference between forgetfulness and forgetfulness associated with uh, dementia. Yeah, forget general forgetfulness is, I mean, we all live with it. Where did I leave my keys? Um, we have three cars in the parking lot that are the same as mine, and I have to, I lose my car going home at the end of the day, um, figuring out which one it is. But when someone um, just doesn't remember an entire situation that was pretty clear, you went to a doctor's appointment the day before, they don't remember going. Um, you know, it's not just a matter of I, I misplaced something I had a couple minutes ago. Um, if they suddenly can't remember somebody's name that's a family member, you know, things like that can, can have you question what's going on. Um, if it's a matter of they don't remember if it's 2 o'clock, that's not a big deal. But if they're not sure when they look at the clock and they take a minute, you know, are they having trouble processing their thoughts? All right. And so the next one that we'll talk about <clears throat> is is uh, kind of a two-in-one. And it's, it's if we're noticing that there's issues with personal care, cleanliness, odor, that all leads to infrequent showering or brushing of the teeth, whatever type of personal care somebody needs to do in the morning. Um, and that can be a big trigger that something's gone awry. Um, before you talk, I remember my mom had a very close friend that ended up having dementia and being in in a uh, uh, in a in a home for that, um, and she swore up and down every day of the week that she didn't need, need to take a shower because she just took a shower. And this woman was found in her home before she was transferred to a facility, having not taken a shower in, in weeks, if not months. So, so what's your experience with that as well, Janet? I think that um, you know, odor is a great. Um, 
key to a lot of things. You you enter a room and you get you can just sense whether there's body odor, whether someone is incontinent, and maybe it's a matter of they can't get to the bathroom fast enough, and you go to sit in the favorite sofa in the corner and you you sense something there. Um, and someone not showering can be also, just like everything else, could be for a variety of reasons. They could be fearful of um, not being steady in the bathroom. And you always hear a lot of accidents happen in bathrooms. Um, with dementia, some people develop a fear of water. So the idea of taking a shower or a bath becomes a very fearful situation. So, um, you know, things like that you can, you know, be indirect a little bit take a peek in the bathroom and if you find that you know nothing's been touched and they say oh no I'm fine you know and it also can be a matter of um, if someone's living alone it can be depression and they just don't care about their their personal hygiene as much and that's as much a reason to look for health uh, for help for them as uh, as anything else if they're just pining away you know that that can be an issue and additionally just to add to that it doesn't mean that somebody needs to be taking a shower a day like you and I do when we're going out. If somebody has a sedentary life where they're reading most days or watching TV and they're moving, their biggest biggest decision of the day is what to eat. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean they need to be taking a shower every day. They might be able to take a shower every third day and that's that works for them. But it's finding somebody that their routine has drastically changed from instead of every day to now once a week. Well, what's going on with that mom? What What's happened here? Exactly. And in fact, a lot of older people that taking a shower every day like... Um, many people do is not so good for the elderly. Their skin's getting drier and, um, you know, they don't have the same um, oils and whatnot. And the idea of washing their face, washing under their arms and washing their, their private areas, if you will, if they're tending to that and then maybe not getting in the shower, that's okay. But that also, if they're doing a, a, an okay job with that, you shouldn't have the body odor that would raise attention. That's very true. So another another area that we've thought, and certainly this is definitely pointing towards uh, memory issues, is when you have stacks of unopened mail or an overflowing mailbox. Now, uh, what in your experience has this been attributed to? I, I think it's kind of a dementia red, red flag, but what do you think, Janet? It can be a dementia. It can be a depression. Sometimes it's a matter of um, the spouse always took care of it. And this is a whole new world to the person getting this mail, and they don't know what to do with it. That's a good point. Um, there are some people that think if they put it in the drawer, it's okay. And uh, the top of the desk looks great, but there's an awful lot in the drawer. And if in that pile you see things that say final notice, then you probably have something you should look into. Absolutely. Well, 90% of it's junk anyways. That 10% is what you're looking for. But without a doubt, um, stacks of unopened mail or, or hidden mail are, uh, are, are definitely a, a sign of somebody's needing help with something. Um, and then, and then going, staying with maybe forgetfulness is the forgetfulness with medications. And there can be a, a many different reasons. People don't want to take their medications. They're sick of doing it. They don't feel that they need it anymore, or it can be as, as serious to dementia, right? It, it can, it can range a number of different reasons. Yeah. Well, I think with a lot of people, especially if they have not had any kind of home care, um, they probably, in many cases, have never used any kind of a pillbox. 
You know, that's that's something that's very common to anybody in the healthcare business. But if not, it may be a dexterity issue. They can't get the bottles open. And even these non-safety caps are, are hard to open. So it can be um, as simple as that. It can be, um, again, it can be a depression. And one thing that can cover all of the topics that, that we've mentioned today is if an elderly person gets a urinary tract infection, which is very, very common because they often don't drink enough fluid and they sit around a lot, that's an infection that can alter your thought process. It can be like a Jekyll and Hyde, and they behave in a totally different manner than they normally would. So sometimes it's just a trip to the doctor for a checkup, like a car checking under the hood. Um, but as far as uh, medications, that's probably that and eating are your two biggest concerns, really. You don't want them to poison themselves with bad food or starve to death or not take a medication that could help either their emotional well-being or their heart or whatever other medical issues they may have. Absolutely. I mean, I know that on, on a personal level with you and I, with this job and business, we've had a couple of cases and even in the last year and a half where caregivers were ready to walk off the case because of the um, way that they were being treated by the, the client only to come to realize that it was a urinary tract infection and two and a half, three days later of antibiotics, they were back to being a, a great friendly person. So we had to kind of walk a few of the caregivers off the, the ledge and say, <laughs> no, we, we know that this is a UTI, just give it a few days and we'll, we'll be back to normal and then we get back to normal. And then the caregivers know the next time it starts acting up, well, it's more than likely a that's UTI. That's right. Again. And that's something that comes on quick and given medication, it turns around quick too. So that, that's the good news about that kind of thing. But that's really, really common with the elderly. Absolutely. So that will wrap up today's episode on uh, red flags and warning signs that your mom or your dad is going to be needing care. We thank you very much for joining us. Janet, thank you as always for your insight. Our episodes come out every Tuesday. Again, thanks for listening. And you can hear us next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, which is brought to you by Minute Women Home Care Services, located in Lexington, Massachusetts. Call us at 1-844-BEST-CARE if you have caregiving questions or needs. For comments regarding the podcast, find us on Twitter. Our handle is at MWHomeCare. Thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you.